0: Hey folks, this is The Randy Wilburn Show, episode number six. Have Jared Easley from the Star of the Doubts podcast with us today here on the Randy Wilburn show, and I'm so excited to hear from Jared. So, without further ado, I'm going to go right into this interview that um, I had with Jared recently, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. Please um, just take the time to listen very closely to what Jared has to say. He has some great nuggets of wisdom. I think you'll enjoy it. Hey folks, this is Randy Wilburn from The Randy Wilburn Show, and I'm here with uh, my good friend Jared Easley, who has taken time out of his busy schedule this week of all weeks to be with my listeners here on The Randy Wilburn Show. I'm so excited just to Talk with him and and uh, and just let him share a number of the things that he's working on. I mean, this guy moves a mile a minute. I don't know how he gets it all done uh, with a growing family, and and it just uh, I'm just excited to be with him this this afternoon. And uh, Jared, how are you doing?
1: Uh, Randy, I'm honored to be on your show. I listen to your show, dude. You and I have not known each other for a long time, but we've broken bread together. We've we've prayed together. We've encouraged each other. Yeah, I consider you just a, a brother in Christ and a good friend, and I'm just, uh, just completely honored to be here. Thank you.
0: Oh, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So listen, uh, as I alluded to uh, when we opened, this week is a special week for a number of reasons, and um, I really want this, um, this time of interviewing just to really be about some of the things that's going on With you, and just why don't you just tell my listeners a little bit about Jared Easley first before we jump into all the things that you're doing? And I mean, I want to talk about the book, I want to talk about the podcast movement, I want to talk about Star of the Doubts. But before we do that, just so my listeners get a little taste of it, can you tell me a little bit about Jared Easley?
1: Absolutely, man. My about a, a two years ago, Randy. I was working in a corporate gig, and I had done really well that particular year at that job, and I had uh, just put in an amazing effort, and the effort at the end of the year awarded me the top biller in the organization, and it came with a a pretty decent bonus money, and um, just the effort and the time and the energy and the focus I put into even strategy, connections with clients, just all these things that I mapped out over the year. And I I looked at analytics, believe it or not, like I really focused for this one year and just worked harder than I would ever worked. And at the end of the year, I won that award. And I was so excited about that. And the next week after that award and being just at the top, you know, feeling like I've, I've made it moment, um, it started all over. It was like a reset button on a video game. And and it occurred to me at that point, it's like, man, I can't do that again. Like, I, I can't go through another year of of putting forth that amount of effort and uh, <laughs> for for what you know the what the results are, uh, and the, the expectations just completely reset. Okay, what have you done for me lately? And it was like I had <laughs> climbed, I had climbed the ladder to realize I was on the wrong wall, Randy, and. I guess God allowed that season of my life because I really started getting into podcasts and I started listening to uh, different people like Dave Ramsey and uh, Pat Flynn and, and some of these other greats that uh, you know and some of your audience will know. And those podcasts, by hitting play, that that really started to transform my life. I realized I wanted to start a podcast and connect with people. I didn't have all the answers, Randy, and I hope anybody that's listening to this right now, if they're thinking, I want to do something exciting, I want to make some moves, I want to uh, fulfill my potential, but they're not sure what that is. Uh, It's okay to not know everything, because when I started out, I didn't know everything. I didn't know how to podcast, I didn't know how to connect with influential people. Uh, I had to learn those things, and it was a process, Randy, but you fast forward now, uh, and there's some exciting things that are starting to happen. There's some fruit that's starting to to bear uh, from the p- seeds that were planted for months when it seemed like there was no traction and there was just constant struggle and toil and labor, and I was wondering if this was worth it. My wife joked with me, you know, podcasting is your mistress, <laughs> and she was just she was just kidding, but right, uh, you know, I mean, it was like, oh, well, that's not good. Yeah, you know, that's, not a, that's not a that's not a good joke. No, dude. no, no. Uh, but that said uh, there's some exciting things that are happening now, which you alluded to earlier and and I guess hey man, God's been gracious, but uh the diligent prosper, and I'm sure we'll get into some of that in this interview, but for people who are listening and not sure exactly what to do, it doesn't mean you can't uh do something and and there there's some strategies that you can follow to start figuring out what those are, wow, so
0: I mean, that's. That's, that's a great intro right there because there's just so much, uh, there's so much, as they say, meat on those bones when you kind of give your story about some of the challenges that you went through and some of the success that you had. And um, I mean, I, I know a lot of people can identify with, you know, having some success in corporate America, but still not either being fulfilled by that success or not being appreciated for the work that was put in to achieve that success and it sounds like you kind of were dealing with both of those and 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 really kind of at a crossroads if you will of of where to go next and so speak speaking specifically to that and and to the simple fact that you've stated that you know sometimes you know you're not going to in terms of what to do next you're not going to always know perfectly what to do next for you would you say that you were a natural collaborator, a natural connector? Because in my experience with you, that's, that's all that you have been. And I was listening to a podcast today with Pat Flynn and Jordan Harbinger from, uh, I believe he's from The Art of Charm, and I may be butchering his last name. But anyway, this guy Jordan was talking about being a connector. And when he said that, I thought about you and i thought about your ability to connect so many different people from different walks of life and different things and the way you connected me with um, so, some of the guys that are in my mastermind right now um and just th- what those relationships have been uh i mean it, it's I, I couldn't even begin to tell you how thankful i am um you know for, for that and so i mean just just talk about Um, Just your, you know, that ability. Did that come natural for you or did you really have to work to get to that place where you become this quote unquote connector where so many people online and offline know you very well? Um, Just I mean, just share a little bit about that. And, And if you can just speak to that, that whole issue of not, you know, what to do when you don't quite know what to do.
1: Randy, I, I've always been outgoing, even back when I was a young child. I mean, there were stories of me going up to my dad when he'd be talking to important businessmen and I would pull on their pants leg and say, Hey, I want to talk too," (laughs) you know, and they'd get a laugh out of that. But I've always uh, wanted to connect and, and get to know different people. And, uh, various chapters of my life leading up to this point, I've been, I've been that guy. That said, though, whatever skill it is that the listener is wanting to develop, I believe that is very possible because I'll, I'll use the guitar as an example, Randy. I, I do play the guitar and I'm decent in it. I'm not pretending I'm great. But when I started, I was terrible. And I remember it was hard because the strings hurt my fingers and I wasn't very quick at, at transitioning from one chord to the next. And I didn't know how to read sheet music there was a lot of things that could have stopped me and saying, you know what, I'm not a guitar player. But I really wanted to be. And, you know, God's grace, uh, determination, foolishness, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) I (laughs) continued on and eventually learned how to play guitar good enough that for a season of my life I actually uh, thought I was going to be a professional musician. But I I actually played and was in bands and did things like that and wrote songs. Uh, But when I started out, that wasn't true. I mean, that was really bad. And my sister and my mom and my younger brother, they heard me playing at all hours of the day. And there were times when they would ask me not to do that because my (laughs) playing was not that great. So I guess what my encouragement to your listeners is is if there's a skill or there's that uh, desire in your heart that you feel like God's put there, uh, that can be developed. And if that's there for a reason, you need to explore that. My encouragement to anybody uh, listening is you should know your strengths. And when you know your strengths, then you can start to focus on those. And I believe that gives you the greatest opportunity to be successful in whatever it is you feel led to pursue. Uh, you, ne- you need to know those strengths. And there's several ways to figure that out. I will say the most simple and easy way to know what your strengths are, if you don't already, is to go ahead and ask people surrounding you, your friends, your family. And you're not, you're not going to go ask your grandmother who – I love you, baby. You know the person is going to, you know, tell you whatever just because they love you. You want to ask the person who's going to be real honest with you and sincere, but they also want to see you succeed. And ask them, hey, what am I good at? And they're going to tell you whether it's an email or text or a Facebook message or face to face or a phone call. Get that information from those people, and then take a look and analyze it and say, hey, is this consistent with what I think is is my strengths? Is this what I'm good at? Once you can determine, based on consistent responses from people who like and trust you and want you to win, if you can determine what your strengths are, then you can know okay, what are some things I can start to focus on based on what I'm good at or what I'm strong at. So, uh, there's other books too, like Strength Finders 2.0. There's a really cool website, Randy. It's I, I'm going to call it a almost like a eHarmony meets LinkedIn. <laughs> it's called Purpose Match. Dot com, and you can go on this site and you can fill out this uh, profile, answer to these questions, and then it matches you with uh, different career opportunities that fall in line with your strengths and your passions and your awareness and your roles and your you know what, whatever your views are. It's a, it's a really neat site. PurposeMatch.com. PurposeMatch.com. I'll make yeah, sure I put that in the show notes. Yeah, that that's I, fantastic. Those are those are real <laughs> good resources right there to figure out what what those are. And once you know what those are. Um, I think that's when uh, you can start to have fun. You can start to say, okay, if, if my strength is serving people, well, then, you know, you want to start uh, pursuing opportunities where you can serve people, but but also be be wise and be prudent. And, and I think in this case, Randy, we're talking business. So you want to uh, be able to do that in a way that's profitable. And, and if you don't know how to do that, here is the step that most people miss. And I think it's so critical. It's, it's simply asking for advice. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, in you and I right now we're on a podcast and we're having a conversation and I've been fortunate to, to do a podcast and, and have conversations with a lot of people that are really smart. That's how you and I initially connected. And I've learned a lot from having conversations with these people who are gracious enough to be interviewed on my show. And I was able to share their stories and they were able to share their insights. And now I have a vision for the next door I need to walk through. But I didn't know that first door until I started getting advice from a lot of people. So yeah. that's that's my encouragement to anybody is, you know, you didn't know if I didn't know how to play guitar or I didn't know how to do something, I had to go to, to someone, whether it's a YouTube tutorial or someone who taught those lessons and learned initially. And that's the next step is you need to get that good advice from yeah. people who are doing something that you admire, that you respect, that falls in lines with your strengths. And if you're not sure who those people are, then there's cool ways to figure that out. What are some books on, in Amazon that are focused on that topic or that niche or that area of expertise? Who's commenting or reviewing that book? Those are people you can try to reach out to and befriend and connect with. Um, Facebook groups. You know, look up groups. There's so many really good Facebook groups that uh, are very targeted. And you can find Facebook groups and start connecting with people there. Um, conferences, conferences and events. Randy, you and I are going to a conference this weekend that's focused on podcasting. And there's going to be some really smart people at that event about, that know a lot about podcasting. And that's going to be a great place to ask questions, to get advice. And you're going to walk away from that. If you're interested in podcasting, you're going to walk away a lot smarter and a lot more prepared for the next season of your podcast. So conferences and events is another strong one. But if you can't afford to do that, start with Amazon, start with Facebook groups.
0: Yeah. And, and man, you bring, that's such a great segue. And before I go there, I just want to mention um, finding and identifying a mentor can certainly help. And one of the things that you were instrumental in for me was becoming a part of a mastermind. And that that has helped me tremendously. And, I, and I'm going to devote and spend some significant time on identifying identifying and finding a mentor and how you go about getting a mastermind started or finding a mastermind that you can be a part of because I think they're both very important things and they're actually very different. Uh, And so I will certainly, uh, in a future episode of the Randy Wilburn Show, we're going to be talking some more about that, but I really appreciate you bringing that up. And so I'm going to take the opportunity of the segue you gave me to move into this program that you alluded to that's happening at the end of this week. And you and I have talked a lot about different events and, you know, how events can be made better and created in a, such a way where really people are walk away feeling full of information and full of ideas. And it sounds like, can you tell me a little bit about this podcast movement and what that's going to uh, what it's what's what it's going to entail this weekend, and and also just how how did this come about? I mean, just you know, just just give me some ideas on. On uh, how how the whole program came about and 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 also just what people can expect at the podcast movement this weekend.
1: Well, Randy, you can testify that uh, you know probably about a year ago, maybe it was a little less than that, but you and I had a a chance to have dinner in Orlando, Florida. You were there for business, and I was in town uh, with a family, and we connected and, and had dinner, and we were talking about events and. You know, you fast forward all these months and now there's a massive event that we're attending this weekend that I had a pivotal role in in getting started. And I didn't have tremendous experience. I didn't have a background in events. I didn't have what most people in the world would say are the credentials or the requirements for the standards to go and create an event that now is expecting 600 people in the first year. And, um, you know, I'm going to share this story on your podcast. I haven't shared this with anyone, but we had one of our, uh, people who are, or one of our vendors who came to us today and they're very reputable. They're known throughout the world. Um, it's, uh, somebody that we're honored to have at our event. And they wrote to us and said, we're excited, you know, we're expecting this, this, and this. And then they said, by the way, uh, we are so honored to be a part of what you're doing. We want to support you further, and we're going to write you a check for $2,500. Wow. Wow. And and we didn't solicit that. We didn't ask for that. But, you know, there, there's just something amazing there. You know, this, this has all come about uh, from someone or from a group of people that didn't have extensive experience in that. And I hope the listener— right now is is thinking, man, I want to do something, but Hmm. I just, I don't have the talent. I don't have the money. I don't have the things that I need to go and do that. And I will encourage you and say, I didn't have that either. And, and there were some little things that happened that allowed us to take additional steps. And we kept taking those steps. And, um, you know, I'll be honest and transparent and say, I'm a Christian and I know you are too, Randy. And, and I, I prayed about this and asked for God to give me wisdom. And I believe he did that. He answered that prayer. and, And I knew, that there were some people that I could connect with to start these conversations about having this conference. We were at an event last January called New Media Expo, and it's yep. th- thousands of people attend this amazing event. And we were in a podcasting session, and I walked out of that session. I heard overheard someone in a conversation saying, "Why isn't there a podcast conference?" And the next day. Same thing. I walked out of another podcasting session. I heard it again from a completely different conversation, different people. Why isn't there a podcast conference? I knew right then, Randy, okay, this is it. This is the market saying we want this. And the next step was to connect with other people because, Randy, I'm not foolish enough to think I can pull something off by myself. I have help uh, with the marketing of my book that I've just written. I've had help with – coming up with ideas and organizing those ideas. I've had to bounce those ideas off of people who I trust and, and who know what they're talking about and who've written books. I mean, I, I, for me to say, oh, I've just done this myself, just me, you know, that that's not true. I, I had to get help, and I knew to pull off an event, I had to have help, so I believe God led me to a gentleman named Gary Leland, who had a little bit of experience with smaller regional events and that were moderately successful in Dallas. And I believed Dallas was a good city to have a podcasting event because they'd had smaller events in Dallas that people had supported. And I figured Dallas has major cities around it. You've got Houston. You've got San Antonio and Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Oklahoma City, uh, obviously Dallas-Fort Worth. I mean, there, there's different big markets that are close to Dallas, and that might be the best place with the you know track record of already having some smaller podcasting events that might be the best place to start. And so I connected with this gentleman, Gary Leland, who also has a podcast online uh, magazine on the iPad. It's called Pottertainment. Mm-hmm. And he's been podcasting for years. He's a, he's a veteran, man. He's pretty connected with the people who've been doing it for a long, long time. And the other gentleman that was pivotal, i almost say he was the cornerstone, if you want to call it that, is a guy named Dan Franks. And Dan's young. Uh, But he's a go-getter, and he's relentless, and he knows his stuff. He's really smart when it comes to web design. He's really good at social media marketing. He's a CPA. Uh, In his past, he used to be a professional wrestler, and he traveled the country (laughs) selling T-shirts and getting in the ring and body slamming people. I mean, he's got an awesome story. But Dan and Gary and I, we came together. We added a fourth person named Mitch Todd. And the next step was, okay, we got a group, but we don't know what to do. But the good news, Randy, is I'd had an interview on my podcast, and uh, I remember earlier in the conversation, we talked about getting advice and how important that is, talking to someone who's done it. And in this case, we had a connection with a gentleman named Philip Taylor, who's the founder of FinCon, which is the financial blogger conference, and they've had several. That's a huge conference. Yeah, several conferences, very successful, and he's got a lot of experience, and he started in a similar situation. He didn't have an extensive background in events, but – He was able to uh, make some smart decisions, and so we wanted to have a conversation with him about that, and because I'd had him on my podcast, I had a rapport that was already built with him when it was time for me to come to him and say, hey, would you be willing to have just a, a call with our group to discuss what you would do if you started over? What would you do if you're starting an event today from scratch? And he was gracious enough to do that call, and he may have been gracious to do that anyway, Randy, but I really believe because we had done that interview in the past. I, I just felt like there was some rapport there and that, that kind of made it easier for him to, to be willing to do that call. And I think the takeaway there for your listeners is always be generous, as generous as you can. And generous doesn't mean you're handing out money to people. It just means you're, you're encouraging people. You're, you're sharing their content. You're, uh, doing things that, uh, you know, are, are, are shining the spotlight on someone else, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that type of mentality seems to work well uh, for people who are uh, you know, building their, their networks and, and having success. So um, we talked with PT, Philip Taylor. He's, everybody calls him PT. <laughs> he, he gave us advice. He's like, this is what I would do. And once we had that initial information, we knew, well, we don't have the money, Randy. We could have easily just ran away at that point. We don't have the money. It's expensive. This is a, this is a big yeah. endeavor. And at the time, Randy, we just thought. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could get 200 people together, 200 podcasters? Man, that would be incredible. Can you, can you just picture that? 200. And we found a small conference center in Addison, a suburb of Dallas, that was going to cost us $11,000 to book for a weekend. And we thought, okay, if we can't get $11,000 in either a pre-ticket sales or some kind of crowdfunding campaign, then we have no business doing this event because we're not going to risk you know, coughing up a bunch of money to something that people don't want. We decided to try Kickstarter. We had seen a lot of successful Kickstarter campaigns. They weren't necessarily events, but we thought we could test that and validate our idea. People would uh, open up their wallet and commit to the, the conference, or they wouldn't, and we would know whether or not to do it. We put together a campaign, and, and the next hurdle that we ran into, Randy, was there wasn't a lot of successfully crowdfunded events. And again, we could have at that point said, "Okay, this isn't doable." You've you've you know? killed that issue, though. I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> successfully, I think well, you've
0: successfully beaten that to a pulp. So that's well, well at issue. the
1: time, yeah. Again, going into the planning <laughs> of this thing, we we thought, okay, we can we can mimic you know something that's successful. We can look at a, uh, how they did it. And based on how they did it, we can come up with our own plan. Well, there wasn't a lot of successfully funded events that were similar to what we were trying to do, and, and that could have stopped us. We could have said, okay, this just isn't God's will. This isn't what we're supposed to do. But we pressed on anyway, and we looked at, at other campaigns that were successful, and we figured out how to adapt those models into what we were trying to do, came up with uh, – our best bet that we thought. And we went live with it and it wasn't perfect, but it was in the middle of February. It was just before Valentine's day of this year. And in nine hours, Randy, I can't even believe this, but this is what happened in nine hours. We had over $11,000 and you fast forward, a Kickstarter campaign lasts 30 days. At the end of that 30 days, we had over $30,000 and that was enough money and enough validation that we would not only outgrown that small conference center in Addison, but we had to move into a whole new conference center in, in a, a hotel, a nice hotel there in Dallas. <laughs> so we had our validation. We knew, okay, now we have money. You know, this isn't money we're just having to pull out of our pocket that we don't have. This is money now that, that the market has said, here, I'm raising my hand. I want to go to this. And I'm so willing to go to this. I'll pay you. And we had that money. And from there, we were able to grow it. And now we're expecting this weekend six hundred people at an event that has not happened yet, that didn't exist in January. It is a complete miracle, but it's a testimony of, of taking smart steps, getting good advice, working together with a team of people, and you know, just uh, I believe also just just praying for God's will and, and asking for His favor and, and and Him giving us wisdom on what to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm reminded of of the scripture, "Ye have not because ye ask not," and and. I mean, I feel like you guys have asked for it, and you know, um, I think this is for the, for you guys not to use, overuse this expression, but this is a season of rain for you guys with this event, and you know, and 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 uh, so I really, I'm 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 excited about it. I'm excited about what it represents. I'm excited about the opportunity to kind of niche down the focus into podcasting because I know a lot of my listeners listen to podcasts. Obviously, they're listening to this one. Some have maybe thought about or contemplated starting a podcast. And so an event like this is really nice because in in one weekend, you can get around people that are actually doing it. And that's actually the reason why I'm able to do what I'm doing now is because I got around you and you kept cajoling me. And it's like, come on, when you're coming out with your podcast, when you're doing this. And so I think that's, that's important. And and I'm thankful just for that, if nothing else. And so, you know, with that said, you know, in terms of podcasting and that that's been kind of like your initial foray into this whole, you know, online universe, if you will. And you and I have talked about, um, you know, how you have kind of bridged the gap of, you know, creating real relationships in a virtual world, if you if, if you will. And so, um, you've You've had a, a considerable amount of success doing that. You've had success lining up great guests for your podcast, Starve the Doubts, uh, which our listeners can find right on iTunes, which is an outstanding uh, interview based podcast. And um, not that I'm modeling my show after that, but after a while I was like, you know what? I said I, I was gonna do more monologues, but then I realized I kind of like interview shows and I, yours is one of my favorite, and I got my teeth cut doing an interview with you and Ray Edwards. And so, I mean, that just kind of gave me the gumption to say, you know what, I can step out and do this. I can share. And, um, you know, I may or may not have radio pipes, but you know what, I have something to say, to, to, to to tell people and to share with them. And so uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And to me, podcasting is one of the easiest mediums to do that. Uh, whether you have 10 people listening, and I don't care how big my audience is. I mean, I certainly hope it will grow or maybe come to a size of yours or some of the other people that you you um you connect with but the bottom line is that everybody has something to say and I think it's it's you know podcasting is a great a really fairly inexpensive way to get out there and and share what's on your heart and share, you know, what you want to share with other people whether it's from an edification standpoint or just to share your recipes or whatever. I mean, there's so many different opportunities that can be created and that's the beauty of uh, you know, of a podcast. And so, you know, with that said, what um what I know for a while there, you you contemplated stopping your podcast, or did you totally stop it? Because it seemed like um, you know there was a season where you were talking about possibly shelving it for a while while you worked on some other things. And did that actually ever happen? And if not, then I guess the the question is, you know, what what kind of kept you going with Star of the Doubts?
1: You know, Randy, I, for your listeners out there who have started something and they've they've run into that roadblock, I get it i've I've had that desert season where um, i didn't feel like there was any progress there there wasn't what I felt was reasonable growth, and those were moments when I could have uh, said, You know what this podcast is uh, too expensive it's it 's too much time. you know We joked about my wife calling it the, uh, mistress, the mistress earlier, yeah. you know and there <laughs> there was many opportunities where I could have just hung it up, but i I felt led to continue and I'm glad I did, Randy, because through that struggle, uh, if you want to compare this to, you know, like the the butterfly, uh, you know, initially starting out in the cocoon, you know, I, I feel like I was struggling for, for many, many months. And there's still a lot of things I'm struggling with. But that struggle uh, allowed me to depend on God. It allowed me to um, generously connect with as many people as I could. And now they're starting to be results from those decisions when a lot of people probably would just hang up. And I I hope the takeaway here for anybody who's listening is if you are diligent, the Bible says this, the diligent prosper. And if you're willing to stick with something that you feel led to do, that something's on your heart and you stick with that, you will eventually outlast the lucky or you will outwork the lazy. And that is a form of success. So it doesn't matter what it is. I hope that's a word of encouragement to you. It's, you know, outwork the lazy, outlast the lucky, but you got to be diligent, man. And, and so there's going to be seasons when you're going to be tested and you're going to have to decide, hey, do I want to move forward with this? Yeah. And you, you got to make the best decision. You know, what does your spouse say? Uh, what do people in your inner circle who want to see you succeed say? Get a good advice. And if uh, you're getting reasonable advice and you feel like God is leading you in a certain direction, uh, go ahead and persist, man, because there's some exciting things that can develop from that.
0: Oh man, that that's great stuff right there. You're actually preaching to the choir because I, I, I've <laughs> I've been there just in the early infancy. I mean, this is just episode number six for me, and I talked in the last episode uh, about that magic. Episode number seven that Cliff Ravenscraft and other podcasters talk about that if you can get past seven or some say ten, then you're you know, there's a chance that you can continue to move on. And and my goal literally is to do a podcast at least once a week, maybe even more, depending on that. I, I mean, I've I've really just been transparent with my audience that I'm still working through and formulating this. If you listen to this way down the road, you may be hearing a different type of podcast than what what you're hearing on this particular episode, but the bottom line is, uh, as I was saying to someone else earlier, I'm I'm a whip. I'm a work in progress. And so I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to work that out. But listen, you know, Jerry, I've I've taken up so much of your time and I know you've got a lot to do this week as you prepare for uh podcast movement happening in Dallas, Texas this weekend. Um it, I, I cannot wait to get on my plane on Friday morning and jump down there. It's gonna be an awesome weekend just to fellowship with you. Most of my mastermind's gonna be there. There's so many people that are going to be there, but the other thing that I'm really excited about is the simple fact that, and I don't know how you did this, but you timed it so that this podcast movement event and your new book are both, you know, coming out the same day. And you know, <laughs> dude, that is just masterful beyond masterful. And so, you know, just for my listeners, but more for me, you know, I, I love my listeners, and they're going to get something out of what you're about to say. But please, just tell us a little bit about podcasting, good to great, your new book. Uh, I think the subtitle is "Grow Your Audience Through Collaboration." And I don't know anybody else that's more qualified to talk about collaboration, but Jared Easley. So, just tell us a little bit about this endeavor and how quickly you pull together X number thousand words, you know, in a book format, and that it's going to be available uh, on Amazon coming starting this uh, Friday. And I want to encourage all of my listeners to to get a copy of this book. If if there's one thing that you trust from me is that I will never lead you down the wrong path. If I say get a book and you don't like it, you know what? I'll own it. But trust me when I say this, whatever this man puts on paper, you need to grab hold of because the experiences that I've seen him work through and navigate through and the success that he's had in a short period of time speak volumes to the person that he is. And if he's even captured half of that on paper. I can't wait to read the book. I haven't seen it yet, but please just just tell us just a little bit about it before we close out.
1: Well, Randy, our mutual friend, Ellery Wells, really inspired me recently. He wrote a book, and I think initially I put it out in Amazon. It didn't have much traction. Uh, but then through um, another mutual friend named Jimmy Burgess, he found out about some different strategies that you could apply in Amazon, where if you get enough of your friends and family to purchase your book on a certain day at a reduced fee, there is a great likelihood that that sales spike can cause your book to become a number one Amazon bestseller. And uh, there are different people who've who've used the strategy and it's worked well for them. And I thought, man, that's so encouraging to see Ellery have that victory. And he's worked really hard and he deserves that. And it it just inspired me. It made me realize, you know what? Podcast movement's coming up. I've got a presentation that I did a few months before that I could repurpose – and I could write about that in further detail, and I could make that into a Kindle book. And I didn't think it'd take me that long, Randy. I I really didn't. So that was the strategy, is I'd already done a presentation. I already had a framework, if you will. And so I took that framework and now wrote about that into a Kindle book. And it took me about a month, uh, which it probably could have taken me less time, but I've never written a book before. So I hope that's encouraging to your audience. But I I'm sharing tips for anyone who's online and it's specifically focused to podcasters because it's the podcast movement and that just makes sense. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm working on. That's yeah. that's the community I'm um. That's, that's your wheelhouse. <laughs> right. But that said, I mean the, the, the tips in this book are for anyone who is online, uh whether they're business or whatever they're trying to do, that they want to uh, raise their visibility, that they want to grow their network and they want to uh, what we call build an audience. You know, when you have a podcast, you want people to listen to it. So how do you get people to listen to it? And so I give various strategies that have worked really well for me at the time. I didn't see things coming together when I was in the, in the heat of the moment, when I was in the trenches on some of these tips, I didn't see the fruit, but now I fast forward all these months, you know, I say all these months, we're talking a year and a half, Randy. I mean, it's, I've only had a podcast for a year and a half. Right, but. I can see, man, I'm so glad I made that decision because that specific decision led me to do something else. And when you add all that up, man, that synergy has been powerful. But it was a big puzzle, right? It was, you know, little pieces that didn't connect. And uh, I just kept having to find those pieces that worked well with others. And then finally, now I can look back and say, there's a really sweet puzzle here. But in the beginning, it was Confusing. It was a jigsaw. So, um, for advice for anyone who's wanting to grow their audience, I always encourage them to consider the first starting point is uh, if you want to get noticed, you have to first notice other people. I call that be the noticer. And the best way to be the noticer is to find people that you want to speak to. If you have a podcast, who are the people that you want to listen to that show? Uh, What are those people doing? Where are they hanging out? How can you notice them? Do they have a blog? Can you comment on that blog? Can you share their blog post on Twitter and tag their name? Uh, maybe they don't have that. Do they have social media? Can you like their Facebook post and comment on it? You know, Maybe they're not on social media. Can you give them a call or a handwritten note telling them that you appreciate them? When you make a list of five people and you decide each week I'm going to find one little thing that I can do each week to notice these people, and you do that on a consistent basis, what will happen is – rapport will be created we mentioned that word earlier rapport is very powerful because that's when trust is built randy that's when you say hey this guy randy he's a good dude he's been really generous to me you know what i like him you know what i trust him and when randy continues to generously notice a couple people on a consistent basis a lot of those people are going to turn around and be like man i need to do something nice for randy i see randy as a podcast you know what i'm going to share that to my my friends on facebook or I'm going to talk about that to people in my community. And the power of this is when it's five people that you're noticing, and then you have four or five of those people reciprocate, that's when something magical happens. When you're yeah. by yourself, Randy, nobody will notice you. It's almost impossible to stand out when you're just by yourself. Yeah. But when you have an army, people notice an army. So how do you build the army? The first way you built the army is you start with just a handful of people. You notice them, you notice them again, you are constantly generous in your act of doing that, those people, they have rapport that's created, and rapport has a way of generating reciprocity. So when you've got multiple people starting to talk about you, starting to share your stuff, it gives the perception to others that, hey, this Randy guy is on fire. What they don't know is how many times, Randy, did you hook those people up selflessly, generously? They don't see that. They don't know that. All they see is there's several people here that are really excited about Randy Wilmer, and that's called social proof. And so you start, you know, you get noticed by having the army, but you got to build the army by starting by noticing other people. Other people. Yeah,
0: man, that is so good. I, I got to Look, that's that's the nugget right there that I've got to end with, because I think people need to really take that in and and, and let it um let it marinate a little bit um in terms of just what needs to be done next and you've actually given me some homework to do myself and so um we'll go ahead and, and end on that because I mean that speaks volumes folks I don't know what you're doing if you can Friday morning when you wake up please go to amazon.com and get the book by Jared Easley uh it's titled Podcasting Good to Great um that's for this 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 is being recorded on a monday night but this will be for friday the um i believe it is the uh 16th of um august the 15th i'm sorry the 15th of august yeah so we'll clean that up but at the 15th (laughs) of august uh that's a that's this friday uh jared easley's book podcasting good to great um grow your audience through collaboration and i mean Jared, you couldn't have finished it off any better by just describing that. And uh, I'm going to get my note cards out and I'm going to start thinking about the five. Actually, I already have in mind the five people that I need to start collaborating with a little bit more and just reaching out to them in general to see if I can help them in any way, shape, or form. You practice what you preach, man. And I really, I really appreciate you taking the time, not only for the simple fact that I think it's wholly appropriate that you're my first interviewer, interviewee, but you're also. you know that you're also someone that has has been a guiding force for me with regard to just getting my podcast started, and I finally got it started. <laughs> um, Amen. <laughs> so you know, so I'm, I'm I'm working on a number of different things, uh, all because of your encouragement. And you know, it's, it's true what scripture says: "As iron sharpens iron, so does one man another." And you've been sharpening me. And I really appreciate that. I want to thank you so, so much. And I wish you nothing but success this weekend. This is going to be a great weekend in Dallas. And I'm uh, looking forward to that, that number one um, listing in the business category for Amazon because I was a part of helping Ellery get there, which I'm really excited about. And I want to be a part of helping you get there as well. And so, folks, again, I, I'm, I'm going to be a shameless promoter right now. Please, 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 please get the Kindle book the ebook Podcasting Good to Great, Jared Easley. You will not regret it. Um, Jared, thank you so much again for taking the time. You've got a busy week. I can't make, wait to meet your, uh, your wife and daughter this, uh, this weekend. I can't wait to just hang out with you. I, I hope you have a great evening. And again, thank you so much for being on the Randy Wilburn Show. Uh, it was certainly an honor. And I know as, as I do, my listeners appreciate your willingness to share a little bit of your journey.
1: Oh my, my pleasure, Randy. God bless you. You you inspire me. I mean, you're listening to your stories on your podcast. I'm just like, wow, I wouldn't have known this had you not made this podcast. And, you know, I've had some great conversations, but some of that stuff just never came up. And so I'm getting to know you on a different level. And I love your show. So I hope uh, if nothing else, let's pretend nothing else happened out of this episode. I hope the listeners will keep hitting play on your show because I believe that'll encourage them and that'll connect them with uh, you. And I think you're a good person to be connected with. All right. Well, thank you
0: so much, Jared, man, and have a great evening.
1: My pleasure, Randy. Thank you.
0: Wow. I don't know about you. I thoroughly enjoyed my time with Jared. That was an awesome interview, and he just shared so much great information. Um, I was just sitting there furiously taking notes as I was interviewing him, so um, I think I have everything written down. You certainly are more than welcome to check out the show notes online at RandyWilburn.com. Um, You may also comment on the show. Um, leave some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can find us out on iTunes uh, and on Audiobo and on several different platforms if you want to listen to the show. Please feel free to share the show with your friends if it's, been, um, uh, if it's it made some kind of impact with you. And uh, most importantly, just give us a shout out and let us know what you think. Uh, I'm looking for all kinds of feedback from people, good and bad. I'd like to uh, fine-tune this show and make it the best that it can possibly be. So that's about it. That's all I have for you today. I'm getting ready and getting packed up to head to podcast movement. I cannot wait uh, for this weekend in Dallas, Texas. It's going to be an awesome time. I can't wait to get a, cop- another, a copy of Jared's book and uh, I certainly encourage you to do that. There will be a link uh, on my website for Jared's book and I'll be posting it out on Twitter at Randy Wilburn. Uh, again, you can follow me on Twitter at Randy Wilburn. You can check, me, check us out online at randywilburn.com. Uh, please feel free to um, jo- uh, join the email newsletter and stay abreast of everything happening here at the Randy Wilburn Show. Thanks again for listening. And I, again, I hope you have a great day. God bless.